If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. There comes a time where you realize that done is better than perfect and your grip on control loosens and your hands are opened for life's possibilities again. And you remember what it was like to not feel like a hamster running on a wheel. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? <laughs> no way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. You know what they say, hindsight is always twenty twenty, And honestly, it's kind of funny looking back at life and realizing just how many things we could have done better, streamlined sooner, or simply made smarter decisions about. I'm not an advocate of living with any regrets, but I do think looking back at our past is a valuable way just to see how far we've come and what we can do better going forward. And while I've shared so many challenges and mistakes on the podcast that I've learned from and adjusted through the years, today I want to talk about a few things I haven't touched on a whole lot in this space. I've talked about how if I could go back to the first few years, I would have done so many things differently. And while those things all make this list, I want to look past these things to dig even deeper. I mean, it's not so secret that I wish I would have started my email list the second I started my business. I mean, can you imagine? I would have had a small country's worth of people on my list. I also would have outsourced way earlier too, rather than holding on to my business tight-fisted and stubbornly, really believing and wanting to do everything on my own for way too long. I could have totally saved myself a ton of stress and long days and nights. I also would have taken more time to rest and jumped on the natural home and personal care product bandwagon way sooner. Probably would have invested more into courses and self-education earlier on too. I mean, I could go on and on. Like I said, hindsight, baby. It's a blessing to be able to look back and find holes and then pivot today so we don't have the same disappointments in the future. Don't you agree? 
But you've heard me talk about all of those things until I'm blue in the face. And so today we're actually going to chat about three different choices I've never spoken about on this show. Ones I'd wish I'd considered and taken the plunge with sooner. I am so not into living a life with regrets. And I firmly do believe that everything happens for a reason. Our missteps and mishaps and challenges and everything in between. So this is totally not about living in the past and being bummed about the things I've done wrong. It's truly more about pinpointing the things I've learned to hopefully share with you and save you from potential regrets or heartache or frustration. Curious about the choices I wish I would have made sooner? Keep on listening to hear what I've learned lately and how it's impacting the way I do life and business right now. Let's start out with a heavy hitter planning for retirement and saving money for the things that we want and the things that we need. Did you know that one third of small business owners don't have a retirement savings plan set up? 21% of them used previous retirement savings just to start or grow their own business. And 18% hope to sell their business down the line to fund their retirement. That's a lot of people dipping into their future to be able to fund their present when I'm really not so sure that's how it should go. And the scariest number of all, in my opinion, is that 12% of small business owners do not have plans to retire like ever. And another 12% don't see the need to save for retirement. An entire 40% just aren't confident they'll be able to retire before the age of 65. Now, I know that that's a lot of numbers to take in, but these stats are wildly telling about the future of many entrepreneurs' journeys. And it's honestly breaking my heart that so many people who are chasing their dreams today aren't planning ahead to be able to rest and enjoy the fruits of their labors tomorrow. If you're anything like me, those numbers probably give you all kinds of anxiety and pit sweat. Like, what is even the point of pursuing the big goals we have for running our businesses today if we aren't protecting ourselves in the future? For so many people in traditional jobs, all of this is planned out for you and predestined. You sign up for a 401k and set it up so a portion of your paychecks go into it. And if you're lucky, your employer puts some in there for you too. Like bada boom, bada bing, you have a retirement plan. And traditional workplaces also commonly have leadership and consultants come in to advise and explain what the best savings tactics are and how you can get the most out of your savings. It's almost a non-negotiable to get all of this set up, but as an entrepreneur, it can feel like a choose-your-own-adventure style process, and a lot of people choose to forgo the adventure because there's too much on their plates to handle in the present to be concerned about their future. There's always this feeling of someday, like when you make a certain amount of money, when you can afford a financial advisor, when you pay off your debt, when, when, when. And this mentality is harmful because saving for retirement works in a way where it compounds over time. So it's vital to begin saving as early as possible to be in the best position whenever you do end up wanting to retire. Once I started to save for retirement, I started to see that I was responsible for my future and that I had to be the one in total pursuit of it right now. That meant finding the resources, asking the questions, doing the research, and yeah, making some mistakes along the way too. I'm about to drop some biz terminology, so if it's over your head, don't panic or tune me out. These are all things I learned along the way working with my accountants, something I did do right because I hired them before my biz was even profitable. 
Now, when I first started my business, I was just an LLC. So I could tuck away a certain amount of money each year for retirement because there's a cap with LLCs. So for me at the time, it was $5,500 each year, which honestly wasn't bad. But then when we changed my filing to become an S Corp, something that I personally qualified for, and I was able to put aside 10 times the amount of retirement savings, that difference is astronomical. Now, I'm not saying that you should go up and change from an LLC to an S-Corp. That's a conversation worth having with an accountant or a trusted financial advisor because it's different for every kind of business. I was advised by our accountants on how and what to do, but looking at how I can set aside 10 times the amount of money year after year, like that makes a giant difference. I know it's tough to consider saving, especially when you're just starting out. And a lot of businesses start with just pouring all the profits back into their business in order to get it to grow. But that habit can keep you from ever investing, saving, or planning for retirement because it's easy to continue putting off something that seems and feels so far away. We've really leaned into asking a ton of questions in terms of what the best savings looks like for us as a family, like all of us, not just me. Now, I used to shy away from the money talk because honestly, it's scary. Like no matter what stage of the game you're in, I think it's scary. But now I invite it. I mean, the girl who hates phone calls set up a conference call with our accounting team, our financial guy, our lawyer. Like I had questions and I needed answers. Things like, how can I set aside money for my daughter? Or how do I pay Drew for the work he does in our business? I actually added both Drew and Conley to our payroll to get paid for the services they bring to the business. Yes, both of them provide us services. Did you know that? Like Drew shoots pretty much all of my content and Coco was in some of our paid sponsorships for social media. Like I'm sure you've seen her sweet face on my feed. And guess what? She has gotten every single penny of any sponsored content that she's appeared in. Like, it feels weird that a one-year-old has a 401k and is on payroll, and we're still navigating how we actually feel about that and how we want to navigate these waters in the future. But our child has more in her savings account than 98% of grown adults. And hopefully, hopefully someday she won't fault us for getting paid to sleep in a docketot and that we were able to just tuck away that money for her future. Like every penny, it's so important to me as a mom that I am creating generational wealth. And while it looks a little odd to some, it's working for us. So when it comes to financials, this is just a really small example of ways to get creative with financing your future. And we've checked and double checked all the legalities with a team to ensure that we're doing everything correctly, but also setting it up so that how we live today supports a greater future for all of us. I wish I had known all I know now about savings and retirement and investing and all the possibilities back when I started out, because Lord knows I would have been way more cognizant of where I was putting my money and how I could have harnessed even a small amount to save for our future starting earlier on. On the same note of saving for our retirement, I've also learned that planning for the future entails living a life right now that we'll be proud of in the future. 
I used to be too scared to spend money on things I like or that would make my life more convenient. But honestly, we work too dang hard to not enjoy the fruits of our labor in moderation, of course. I just know that we want to be set up well for our future, but also not live in fear or restriction in the right now. And so finding that delicate balance of enjoying our blessings today while planning for the future has been such a valuable lesson in living life with an abundance mindset. On to the next thing I wish I would have embraced sooner. I've talked a lot about how hiring was a tough concept for me, but it's more than just hiring. It's the idea that I've always had a hard time letting go of control and passing off what I consider my responsibilities into the hands of anyone else, even the people that I know, love, and trust. I mean, this business is my baby. For five years, I've worked alone day and night. I've wore all the hats. I've done all the things, made all the decisions. It was just me and me alone. I was recently at an event chatting with a handful of you, and we had some conversations about where you're at. Spoiler, those conversations inspired this episode. As we talked, I noticed a trend. Some of you listening today, you've done the thing. You started the business, you created the website, you grew the Instagram, but now you're realizing that you only get paid when you show up and that the moment that you stop, it all stops. And that's not a good feeling, right? Like, isn't success supposed to feel different than burnout? Listen to me, I get it. We are all control freaks because guess what? We care. And that is so dang beautiful and likely why you're successful at what you do in the first place. All good things. But there comes a time where you realize that done is better than perfect and your grip on control loosens and your hands are opened for life's possibilities again. And you remember what it was like to not feel like a hamster running on a wheel. It has always been a challenge for me to pass the torch and trust that things are totally just going to explode and not implode. I know it's like dramatic much, right, Jenna? But for real, it's just been something that's taken me a long time to fully understand that support is a good thing. Accepting help is wise and trusting others is actually the best way to grow my business and give me the thing that I ultimately want, success. I had to have a lot of mindset shifts to get over the fear of trading money to get back time and to trust that hiring someone who loves to do the things that I hate to do is better than me muscling my way through and that having something get done close to how I do it is better than me waiting to pursue that next idea for lack of time. It was a slow transition going from absolutely not wanting to outsource a single thing to hiring one person to two to now having a team over 10 and finally being in a place where I myself am the visionary, the overseer who still has a hand in every single aspect of my business, who still has that same heart and desire for impact, but who isn't the one managing and implementing all the things on a day-to-day basis. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed 
for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Now, let me give it to you straight. I'm not just sitting back and collecting paychecks while everyone else does all the work in my business. I am not hands off by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, do you really think a type three Enneagram achiever could do that and feel good about it? (laughs) Absolutely not. I have simply gone from working in my business day in and day out to working on it. And that change alone is something I wish I would have done and learned way sooner. I'm so lucky to have overcome all of my objections that my brain was telling me. You're not ready. Your business isn't big enough. You can't afford it. They're going to leave you. I mean, the inner dialogues I've had with myself are somewhat embarrassing. Over the past few years, I filled my team with women who legit specialize in the different tasks that they take on with me. And we've even moved some of them around to get them in the exact expert superpower spots where they can excel and love the work that they do. I still see, edit, tweak, proof, brainstorm, write, and sign off on every single piece of content and resource that we put out into the world. The difference is that I am not the one building every single thing from the ground up. I'm not the only one moving the needle forward. I'm surrounding myself with talented, specialized, passionate women who own their specific corners of my business. I've allowed the business to flourish and grow more than I could have ever taken it on my own, like way, way, way more. All right. Now, it might come as a surprise that the gal who shares pics in my bikinis and posts about the struggles of loving the skin you're in, the person who talks about navigating loss and figuring out how to run a business and be a mama gracefully actually holds back online in many ways. 
most of the time when I meet people in real life, they tell me that they feel like they know me. And it's honestly the greatest compliment in the world because my sole purpose of being online is to actually connect with other humans. I love sharing so many of our wins, challenges, and learning moments with others, but it might also surprise you that I'm actually way more private than you'd expect or ever know, and I'm becoming more and more private as I grow older and do life with my little family. Before you take my wanting privacy as a lack of authenticity, I want for you to know that what I share on a day-to-day basis is all me, like it's all my heart. But here's the thing. You can connect without disclosing every detail of your life. It's wildly important for me to feel like we have this real relationship, me and you. And while I do discuss some intimate pieces of our lives that I am comfortable with, from our miscarriages to body image to motherhood struggles, I'm also super careful about who and what and how I speak about things and what I share online. Whenever I share, it's always my story, my version, my narrative to tell, and I'm very careful to not speak for others. If a story involves someone else, I always ask for permission to give the people in my life the decision over whether or not their piece is shared with hundreds of thousands of followers. Like when we shared that story that we struggled financially growing up when my dad was on strike for an entire year, I was super intentional about asking my parents if they were comfortable with me sharing that publicly because you guys, it's not only my story to tell. I wanted to make sure that if I spoke of that season of the life that I lived in the life they lived, that they felt okay with people knowing that about all of us. You might also notice that I don't share many other people in my feed or posts beyond myself, Drew and Coco. That's not because we don't have friends or we're not social or we never leave the house. It's because I'm the one who signed up for this public life and no one else did. I'm really careful about tagging friends and family. I always ask for permission before sharing other people in photos. I mean, really what it comes down to is that it's my feed and my story. I realize that sometimes it might seem like I'm only with my family or only home on the couch or only in Hawaii at the beach, but I have pretty big intentional boundaries about putting my phone away when we're on a date night or out with friends or with family on vacation. I've had my people tell me that it surprised them that I legit just left my phone behind or never pulled it out once in our time together. I'm not one to take photos of my lattes or document every moment of the life with my phone screen. Presence is more important to me. Like I've been called the least Instagrammy influencer ever. And that was honestly the best compliment I could ever get. Privacy matters. And the older I get, the more eyes on me and my work, the more private I'm inclined to feel. And this can really become a struggle with the whole notion of authentic marketing, because while I want to protect aspects of my life, I will still always share my authentic heart and story. I think what happened is that the pendulum swung hard with the hashtag authentic movement and people started to think that keeping it real was airing your dirty laundry out for the rest of the world to see. And I think that I've just learned that I don't always need to disclose every little thing that's happening behind the scenes and in my world. Like I don't owe anyone an explanation or information. And that is so freeing to remember. If you've forgotten that, remember right now, you don't owe anyone any explanation of your life or your decision or your choices. My personal approach to authenticity is sharing my true heart and my real feelings, but I also don't air my dirty laundry or disclose personal things with strangers on the internet, like if I'm fighting with Drew or navigating weird family stuff or grieving a personal loss, which by the way, I face all of those things often. Everyone does, but it's just not something that I think is fair to my loved ones to share with the world. 
Don't even get me started on the struggle of motherhood and navigating a more public life with a baby. This is the stuff that literally keeps me up at night. And while I definitely don't have all the answers, I want for you to know that I ponder this stuff and I ponder it often. I have tried to be so incredibly thoughtful that anything that I share about Conley is still protecting her while letting people into my life as a mom. I sometimes cringe at the way that I've used social media in the past, feeling like I owed the internet explanations or that intimate moments of our lives had to be blasted into the interwebs because people were following. It's so easy to get caught up in the rush of it all and wanting to share your moments is natural these days. As a mom, I have definitely dialed back what I choose to share about Conley, and I'm 100% sure that I've messed up here and there. But overall, I believe that her story is hers only to share. And so it's been really challenging for me to navigate what I can share as her mom versus what is simply her story and not mine. And I want to choose how I let people in and celebrate this baby that we prayed for for years while still protecting her. Like if you have this whole thing figured out, holler at your girl, but dang, there is not a guidebook out there for all of that, is there? The point is, it's important to set boundaries and to talk with your loved ones, to establish what you'd feel comfortable sharing with a stranger on an airplane and to draw lines in the sand of what is just simply off limits. You can be real and authentic without sharing every detail of your life. You can change your mind and shift gears and change the narrative. We are all learning as we go. Am I right? I just wish that I had figured that out way sooner that I can still keep it real and still maintain a private life that feels safe for myself. I wasn't always so aware of what I was posting and protecting parts of my life, but I think as I've matured, I've realized that the things that are precious to me are sometimes okay to just keep for myself. Well, guys, there you have it. What an array of topics. Am I right? I mean, I went from financials and money talk to mindset shifts around letting go of control to privacy and authenticity online. I mean, life's lessons are not always linear, right? (laughs) So seriously, are you surprised to hear these things I wish I'd done sooner in life and in business? I think we all realize more about ourselves as we get older. Growing older kind of gives us this new, clearer lens to look back at the mistakes we made as we gain more experience and knowledge under our belts. It's honestly just the natural progression of life. And while I wish I had made these choices sooner, I also know that I had to learn through navigating the difficult seasons and mess ups I've made in order to get to where I am today. I mean, I wouldn't trade this knowledge that I have now for anything. While mistakes are inevitable, it's what we do with them and how we progress and grow afterwards that's all the more impactful. I hope that my lessons today help you to navigate and protect your own little world a little more too. Your future self will be ready to thank you. All right, onward and upward, my friend. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for letting me share my story and thoughts on another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. 
Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home, and thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.